Greetings, hello, blessings. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is a comedic podcast about spirituality. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to take a deep breath. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over Instagram, that our lives had become unmanageable. Or perhaps, step one, we admitted we were powerless over social media, that our lives had become unmanageable. Or, step one, we admitted we were powerless over and our lives had become unmanageable. Fill in the blank. I mean, god damn it, I'm already feeling self-doubt. But I'm not going to listen to this hypothetical voice in my fucking head. I'm just going to talk about it because I guess that helps people. So as you all, most of you know, I am in a 12-step recovery program. And uh, I'm going to read here today from one of the daily readers. Except I'm going to replace words like alcohol and drinking with spiritual illness because alcoholism is a spiritual malady, apparently, that there's, I guess, maybe like just addiction, or we could look at it as like looking at things outside of ourselves. And so just because we don't end up on the streets doesn't mean that our lives are manageable. I mean, seriously, who's in charge here? So, I'm going to read here from this reading, okay? In order to keep family and friends from interfering with their spiritual illness, those who are spiritually ill sometimes create diversions by accusing or provoking. At a time we who have been affected by someone else's spiritual illness tend to react, argue, and defend ourselves. As a result, nobody has to look at the spiritual illness, for we are too busy focusing on the particular point being argued. Any topic will do. And unfortunately, what we defend against, we make real. When we take step one, we admit that we are powerless over this disease. We do not have the strength necessary to fight it. Defending ourselves by engaging in arguments with active spiritual illness or otherwise irrational people is as fruitless as donning armor to protect ourselves from a nuclear explosion. Only a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Today's reminder, I am responsible for taking the actions necessary to keep myself safe. But when my safety is not at risk, I can take time to make choices about my responses. I don't have to react instantly to provocation and I am not obliged to justify myself to anyone. 
by turning to my higher power for protection rather than my wits or my will, I avail myself of the best possible defense. Quote, Once we learned to see our situation as it really was, we understood why it was necessary for us to turn to a power greater than ourselves. I don't think that anybody in particular is to blame for the spiritual illness that runs rampant throughout many lands. But we see it everywhere. When people say the internet is not real life, what I think is because what we see on the internet so often is everyone's spiritual illness, myself included. Seeking validation external, seeking fulfillment external. TNA, as we all love it. I mean, I hear that's a problem, I guess. Pornography. I'm glad I'm not a guy, that's for sure. Or I'm glad I don't identify as male and have those particular hormones that are making me totally obsessed with sex. I have my own obsessions. And a lot of times for myself, it's about being good enough. And that's because I thought that because I was around a lot of people who were spiritually ill growing up, and I grew up in a family of dis-ease, that I thought that I could work really hard to, like, prove myself. And even, as you know, like, that self-doubt that came about at the beginning of this podcast, like, that's still a result of coming from a family of disease. This, like, when, it's like when I'm surrounded by people who are sick, I'm gonna get sick. And a lot of times we don't really choose, though some say that we do choose the family that we're born into, but, you know, either way, we can't prove that. Either way, we're just left with the wreckage. And so what do we do as we dust off ourselves and try to create a new life for ourselves? It's like I heard somebody say that, like, The second half of life is just trying to unlearn all the programming that was instilled in us from the first half of our lives. And I guess I wanted to get a jump start on that because my life had become unmanageable because I was not attending to my own spiritual needs. I thought that if I was thin enough or went to an Ivy League school or had a boyfriend whose dick was big enough that like then I would be fulfilled. But I've had all of that and I still ended up with dings in my car and throwing lamps because when we don't take care of ourselves, the illness gets worse. It's like a pebble in our shoe or it's like, a sand that like grinds away at us like over time 
And sometimes it feels kind of painful or scary to admit that my life is and has become unmanageable. But that's what's so beautiful about hitting rock bottom and having a breakdown and not caring what other people think anymore. That's what's so great about just totally freaking out and like crying in the middle of Ulta is that then we don't have to worry about what other people think anymore. Or at least that's the intention. And so then I do. I, I come to know and to ask for help in my higher power. And so even if you don't have like a classically defined, you know, 12-step illness, I guess... I guess I don't really want to tell anybody what to do. I guess I just want to tell my own story, which is that for today, I'm powerless over what other people think about me. And I'm powerless over old programming. But the thing that I do have power over is asking for help. I can ask for help and trust in the love. It's like some people have really mean higher powers, but I choose to only believe in one that's nice. And so if a God that I used to know was really mean, then I discarded that old God because he wasn't good enough anymore. And even if I want to say she or it, or the divine light that flows in and through me and through the universe, or even if my higher power is my dog and how happy he is all the time, then sometimes like that can be okay too. Because sometimes I just need to soothe my soul because the whole world outside me is sick. And so I can't keep making things worse by looking to sick people to satisfy the deepest longing of my soul. Ha ha ha, Elohuel. I'm gonna let that be okay. I'm gonna let this here now be Psalm 127 beforehand. Yes, we are very excited about the Patreon. We are excited about the Patreon patreon.com slash ATSM. Uh, lots of great benefits on there for you. Everybody gets the private feed with bonus episodes. My alarm just went off. Oh shit. All right. Well, there goes the video, but I'm going to keep recording anyway. So, okay. Yeah. Patreon.com slash ATSM bonus episodes of the podcast every week. And then for $20 a month, you would get that plus a tangible item mailed to you every week. And then for $100 a month, you get that plus a monthly reading with me over the phone. And so check out patreon.com slash ATSM to receive these and many great more benefits. It's really exciting, guys. That's, I'll just say that, okay, because that's what the video told me to say. <laughs> Alrighty, so here we go now at Psalm 127. If you have a newborn son, 
write upon pure parchment, Psalm 127, and place this amulet in a clean bag and hang it around the neck of your newborn son immediately after death, birth, and no evil will ever befall him afterward. So they say newborn son, so I don't know. Try it if you have a daughter. Um, maybe who the fuck knows about gender anymore anyway. Do whatever you want, but if you do want to do this, there's that. So write it upon pure parchment. Some people are like, where do I get parchment? If you know there's a taxidermy place near you, um, a place that, you know, will like process your deer meat for you, go over there and see. Maybe they have some like deer skin parchment or something. And then so you would write Psalm 127 really nice and pretty on that and then you'd place it in a clean little baby mojo bag and you'd place it around the neck of your newborn son and no evil will befall him. Keeping in mind that these are, you know, Jewish traditions, so this would have been a really special amulet that would have been written on really nice parchment with a nice ink and that, like, really good handwriting, you know, because we're thinking about making th things, um, I don't know, nice? All right. Okay, here we go. I'm continuing on with Psalm 127. Thank you for listening. Thank you to myself. I'm so proud of you for doing this. All right, here we go. Psalm 127. This is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate.